With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Empire. Thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. What's up? How it be? It's Will T and Wole of the urban sports scene. Jumping with that corny ass shit. Hey man, you're listening to the Urban Sports Scene. We are part of Ampfire Media at AmpfireMedia.com. I'm Ole and I'm joined by my co-host Will T. Ray Jeezy is out. You gonna really jump? I like it. I ain't gonna lie to you. You just called me off guard. I wish you had told me you wanted to start it off. I wouldn't have said shit. Just, I figured I'd just look, pop man, up with something you different, got it, man. man. Hey, you got the juice, man. That was y'all dope. I ain't gonna even hold you. That was kind of dope. I was like, all right, what? What? Wait, wait a minute. What the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> Yo, yeah, Ray is out, so it's the darkness show. So we're going to be a little uncut. It's like Urban sports scene exactly. after dark. After dark, you know what I'm saying? So we don't have a light bright dude. You know what I'm saying? We like, we're more like Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. Because you know, Matt Barnes is basically like a dark skin dude anyway. You know what I'm saying? Gosh. He don't have light skin tendencies. Nope. <laughs> Just saying. Just keep it all the way 100. Anyway, I mentioned Amp Papyra Media. Amp Papyra Media hosts multiple DMV sports podcast shows, such as the John Kime Report, hosted by ESPN Washington Commanders Insider John Kime, and Jones Football, hosted by USA Today Insider Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Say it again. Who? Mike Jones. <laughs> hey, subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. Tune in iHeartRadio and Google Podcasts. Just search the urban sports scene. Make sure you subscribe to the urban sports scene YouTube channel as well. Uh, this show can be found on the podcast DC app, uh, the local app with hundreds of options in local news and health in the DMV region. Download the podcast DC app to hear all of the Empire shows as well as other great content. And also, don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene. Hit us, hit us up on our IG, on our, excuse me, on our IG at Urban Sports Scene, and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also, join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. I don't know why I pass you, pass you on some of the other reads. Like I did a lot of. I mean, you hogging the ball earlier. That's what. See, I I saw the outline and I I saw saw you was hogging the ball, and I was like, that's why I got to jump in, man. But you know what? I gave you a lot though. I don't know if you peep game though. Too is like I gave you a lot, like a lot. It's okay. In the basketball, I gave you a lot of basketball, bro. You gotta give me some flowers, dude. <laughs> can't just you can't just like throw out the producer out there like that, dog. You gotta give me some flowers. I gave you a bunch of stuff in basketball. I even gave you some stuff, commander stuff, which is odd for me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> hey, we'll too. Let's get into our tradition of pregame. Here's what we have on tap. We'll recap the Washington Commanders draft selections with Sports Journey's Washington Commanders reporter Lake Lewis Jr. He is also one of the main personalities on ABC on an ABC affiliate. Then finally at 8.30, we'll talk about the NBA playoffs. Justin from the Above the Rim podcast will join us to discuss the playoff games. All right, I mentioned this, but right now 
We have Sports Journeys Washington Commanders reporter Lake Lewis on the line. What's good, Lake? What's going on, fellas? How you doing? Doing great, doing great, man. Blessed, highly favored. How about yourself? I can't complain. It's another day, another dollar. That's how it goes. I know, right? You ain't lying. Also, you know, it's, it's basketball. It's, it's the NBA playoffs. It's like been one of the best playoffs in years, man. Absolutely. Extremely competitive. Um, See, I don't like that. Why? <laughs> why? You don't think it's one of the best in years? I, I mean, it is if you like parody, but I don't like parody. Oh, you like I the dominant? You like when you like when rescue Jordan calls? I, I understand. I, I get it. I get it. Well, well I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's just it's just messing with my bets. Oh, I got you. Oh, okay, I did. We'll relate to you, you know, with that type I, stuff. I, well, well, you know, I mean, at the at the end of the day, look, yeah. look people say, "Are you are you allowed to say that?" I look, I got I got I got a setup with FanDuel, so of course I am. Of course, bro. Um, but but the, but the thing is, though, seriously, like you don't know who's gonna win on any given night. And, you know, you would think the Lakers are going to close Golden State out tonight, but I don't know. I mean, you would think the Knicks would try to get a win just, you know, to to leave New York and not look so bad and get, you know, three in a row hung on them. Uh But I don't think they're going to win tonight. So, I mean, it's just – yeah, from a competitive standpoint, it's great, and you get a chance to see young young stars, you Uh know, and maybe some teams that you didn't see during the year. But – Honestly, can you put your hat on any team and say that they are definitely, you know, winning this thing? I don't know. Put it like this: If the Lakers and Denver were to play, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be so far fetched to say, "Well, Lane, I know you want to hear this." The yeah, Lakers might get them. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. You no, know I want to hear it. That's what I want to hear. Well, I'm gonna like like go out on the ledge. I'm gonna tell everybody who's gonna win the NBA championship. Go ahead, bro. Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, man. Uh, that's, that, I'm not believing no James Harden and beating the playoffs. Okay. NBA, listen, NBA will get hurt. Listen, <laughs> listen, I'm gonna tell you what I think we're about to see, man, and it's gonna be something. You know, y'all know I'm a Warriors fan, you know, yeah, so yeah, I listen, I, I, honest, I, no, no, but seriously, I, I think we might be looking at a Philly L.A. finals. That would be dope. That, that's good for the league. That's good for the league. I mean, I mean, Denver's Denver's probably the most talented team uh-huh. as far as their starting five. You know, they're probably the biggest five, too. I mean, they've they got an extremely lengthy team. Yeah. Jokic is a monster, but Murray right now <laughs> – it's hit or miss. And yeah, but he's looking more like old Murray right now, though. He's looking more like yeah, old Murray. Yeah, they're going to need that. They, they would need that because uh-huh. Harden looked like the whole Harden, and now yeah. you got Maxi. So you got a three-headed monster in Philly right now, uh-huh. literally. Um, you know, and I don't know if there's another team that has that right now. True. Um, True. The Warriors, obviously, you got Steph, but sometimes Clay doesn't show up now. <laughs> Jordan Poole sometimes missing in action. Draymond, you just never know what you're going to get. So – you know, it's to, it just seems like even even with your Lakers, man. You know, if Anthony Davis shows up, they're hard to beat. Yeah. But you just don't know what you're gonna get with him on the offensive end every night. All right, Lake. No, we're talking some round ball. Let's talk some pigskin. With the 16th <laughs> pick in the let's draft, Washington Commanders selected Mississippi State cornerback Emmanuel Forbes. What kind of impact do you think he? What kind of impact do you expect for him to have during his rookie season? I think he's going to have a real big impact. Uh, you know, I think he's he's a guy that should start, you know, on one side of the field. And he's a playmaker. And that's what this defense is, you know, as good as they've been and the flashes that they've shown. And last year was their best year under uh, Jack Del Rio. They still just don't cause turnovers. Um, you know, so, you know, I think now if you have a guy like Forbes, who who's a, a ball, ball hawk, a ball magnet, back there with a guy, say, like a Derek Forrest, 
you know, those are the type of players that create turnovers in your secondary and you need that um especially if you're going to have you know a, a quarterback in sam howe that hasn't had a full season under his belt and and for all intents and purposes will be a rookie so they need to have him you know have the shortest field possible <laughs> so you're going to need turnovers to help his game on the offensive side so like do you see him starting off the, off the rip <clears throat> i i do man i mean listen my thing is First round draft picks are first round draft picks. They're supposed to start, uh-huh. and they're supposed if they don't, they're supposed to get meaningful minutes. But they get meaningful minutes when they play for really good football teams. Uh-huh. Washington's not a really good football team, uh-huh. so there's no reason why he should not start. Um, you know, in a perfect world, that's what you drafted him for was to put him on one side of the field. Uh, I know people talk about the size and all that stuff, but this guy's been doing it at a, at a you know all SEC all America uh-huh. clip you know, with the size that he, his God given size. So he knows what he's doing. And again, I just think that he's a guy that can, that can give you some, some things on the outside of the field that you haven't had. And it's, it's a guy that can jump routes and things like that. You you mentioned that he jumps routes. Um, like um, I've seen, I'm not going to sit here and say I've, broken down tape yeah, or I've watched I'm, a bunch no, of his games. We're not that t- we're not we're not those we're not those, those we're not, type of people. We're, we're not, not. <laughs> let, let me ask you this. <laughs> well, <I am. laughs> okay, well so so since you you've watched you you've watched highlights or watched tape of him, do you see him more as a a guy who um takes chances when in, in defense, meaning that he's one of those like a, a Tavon Diggs that a jump routes that will get will because he's aggressive towards the ball will get burnt sometimes? Or do you think it's just if it's a situation where the corner, where the quarterback throws it up or throws it in his vicinity, he has the mentality of, oh, I'm a receiver too, so I'm going to go get the ball. Yeah, no, no, no. He's definitely not a guy that gambles all the time. Um, not, a, not at all. He, he's, you know, this kid is a kid that you can see knows film. Uh-huh. You, you can tell. Like, you may see him make a mistake once or twice in a game, and it's normally early. He doesn't make that mistake after he's made it the first time for the rest of the game. Gotcha. And, you know, so he's a guy that does film study. He's a guy that's prepared, knows the tendency of the quarterback, um, you know, the way he's looking off receivers. And I just think that that's something that this defense hasn't had. Benji St. Juice, you know, you know, I'm, I'm very high on him. He, he's more of a grabby guy, you yeah. know, just holds yeah. you. Uh, that's why he, ha- he gets called for a lot of pass interferences, you know. So I- I'm okay with that because that-, that shows you that there's a lot of effort there and he's, he's competing. Um, but-, but Forbes, on the other hand, is a guy that will play a little bit more cleaner um, but will but will dare you to put the ball out there. And, uh, you know, there's some guys that you can tell had wide receiver in their background and they just know how to, you know, track a ball out the air you know some there's a reason why some d-backs play d-back because they're great athletes but they can't catch (laughs) so uh but but then you have the guys like him who were at some point can play receiver or had played receiver and they just transferred it over to the defensive side of the ball so they kind of have like an intuition on you know when a quarterback's about to make a throw they know when to jump that route or they know when to you know uh, lay off a receiver or whatever give up a couple yards as opposed to a big play and I just think Washington has a has a really good cornerback I mean let's call it like it is guys if this guy had uh, Christian Gonzalez size or or, or uh, you know say a, a Witherspoon or Joey Porter Jr. or something that guy would have been a top 10 pick, literally. 
<laughs> I really truly believe that. He probably would have gone, you know, he, he probably would have been up there with Witherspoon, but because of his size, you know, that's the way some of these critics critique things when they can't find anything else, they they'll they'll find something. So the only thing they guess they could find on this kid wasn't what he did on the field, but the way he looked on the field. So we got a tweet. Uh, my man ADHD John Chan said, I expect him to, pr- to prove the doubters wrong about size and Washington's priorities. I mean, prioritizes his role regardless of, regardless of the numbers this season. Um, a, a cornerback is a place we, uh, we can't stay consistent at, but this is, the, this is promising. His speed and his awareness at Mississippi, at Mississippi State was crazy. Yeah, um, I, I do. I, I believe in, just like you, like, I, I just believe in dudes who can do it in, in, in the college level on Saturdays. Guy, a guy that, can, that has shown you that to, to get turnovers. Um, and this team, this defense needs that. They need a playmaking defensive, defensive back. I actually don't even care if he gets burnt. Like, I know Will talking about Taylor. I think this defense needs a dude that, that can get you the ball. Like, right. the guys, like, right. I think Fuller showed you a little bit of that last year. But, you know, he's, he's right. getting a little older in age. Uh, St. Juice hasn't really shown you that. But, like you said, he's grabby. But this kid has shown you in college. And I do think that that translates. In, in any era of football we watch, if a cornerback is a dude that can get picks and takes it to the house, yeah, they can get burnt, but they still keep that ability to catch the football and take it to the house. Dre Bly was like that when I was younger. Um, we saw people like um, Mad Sam Madison, a bu- a Buckley, Terrell, Mike, Buckley. Terrell Buckley in Miami years ago. So to me, if you show that mm-hmm. that capability, that trait, that you t- you get picks and take it to the house, I think this defense needs that tremendously. Well, Wole, you mentioned Absolutely. somebody. You mentioned somebody that I want to bring up next. That's Kendall Fuller, mm-hmm. right? Um, Washington with Washington Lake um, with the selection of Forbes. What does that mean for Fuller? So, like, what does that mean? I mean, on the, I mean, on the outside looking in, it looks like you know you would think they would move on from Kendall, but I don't think they're doing that at all. To be honest with you, um, I think Kendall, you know, to his credit, when they when they took him away from being in the slot where he he's just struggled, he's not he's not that guy, you know. To to so I think they they realized when they let him go the first time when they traded him for Alex Smith, he was playing really well in the slot when they had traded him. Yeah. And when he came back, um, you know, they immediately put him back in the slot. And you could just see that maybe he's lost a step. And these guys in the slot now are a little bigger and, and still just as quick and fast. So when they moved him to back to the outside last year, he played really well down the stretch. I mean, he played some of his best football. Um, so that's where they need to keep him. But then you go out and you draft a guy like Forbes. So what does it mean? You know, some people are saying, oh, that means Benji St. Juice is going to be, you know, relegated to being a backup. No, I don't necessarily think that's the case. I just think that nowadays you need three corners um, and a slot. So it's not like you have two corners and a third is the slot automatically. No, sometimes you have three guys covering people on the outside and then you have a slot. Um but at the end of the day, the more depth you have, the more quality corners you have, the better uh, the team will be. So I also think Kendall Fuller is such a, a quality leader and, uh, you know, veteran presence. When you think of all these young guys in the secondary, I mean, if you get rid of Fuller, then you have to think Cam Curl is going to be your veteran uh-huh. at, going into his fourth year. <laughs> so... I don't know if you necessarily want that. You know, I think you need Kendall in the locker room to help, uh, you know, help teach some of these younger guys and uh, see what happens. So um, I don't think they're going to make a move on Kendall anytime soon. Yeah, so I agree with you. Like, I think that because arguably to me, you know, I was down on Kendall in the beginning of the year last last season. Um, I thought like, oh, you got to get rid of this dude because he was struggling outside 
you know, last year. But when they traded, you know, um, Jackson, uh, just felt like he just mm-hmm. he just played better. He just played better. Period. And yeah. I, I would make the argument during that second that second half of the season that I thought he was the best cornerback on the team, regardless. I know a lot of people like Benji St. St. Juice, and he was good. I'm not saying that he wasn't. He was a better. He was an upgrade from Jackson thoroughly. Don't get me. Tw- don't get it twisted. But I thought Fuller played great ball, and I think it's hard. It is hard to go away from a person who's playing good ball for you down the stretch. Like we can name all the the pick sixes, the pick six against the Texans, uh, the one against the Cowboys, the picks, the, the big the big pick against uh, the the Falcons. Like the dude had a lot mm-hmm. of big mm-hmm. interceptions. So to me, like like it's going to be hard to get rid of somebody who was helping your defense down the stretch. And I, I look at a right. situation like this, like. Fuller can be off the bench. That's fine. You can put him off the bench, but it's going to have to be done differently. Like today, in today's NFL, there's multi, there's not a two wide receiver set offense. They don't. It doesn't work that way. So if they're in the in the occasion that it is a two wide receiver set offense that you see, like you know, a team is in that package with two wide receivers and that's it, which I doubt. Um, yeah, you start the rookie in, in St. Juice. I'm cool with that. But if it is to a situation where they're coming out with three wides, I think you keep Fuller outside, you keep Forbes outside, and you put St. Juice inside because we've seen St. Juice inside anyway, and it hasn't hurt him inside anywhere. Right, yeah. I mean, and normally grabby guys are kind of work out, tend to work out better in the slot, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just just because, you know, they're holding up guys doing crossing routes and things like that, you know. So, um, and, and sometimes if you're a bigger corner like a Benji St. Juice, a rangy guy, and you can play in the slot, you, you actually, you know, <laughs> become an asset because um, you can hold up a portion of the field. Uh, so, you know, they've got some really good options. They got the kid Martin they drafted as well, who's who, although he's, you know, was a safety a lot in college, he played a whole lot of nickel uh, slot guy this year in Illinois. And, uh, you know, Illinois' defense was really good this year. Um, so I, I think with him and Witherspoon, you know, obviously the, the first corner taken off the board, I think that those two guys had, had teams locked up. And, uh, you know, so he's a guy that's going to come in too and, 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 and challenge for some significant playing time as well. Um, some people think that he might be your starting uh, guy in the slot. I don't mm. think that's the case. I think he'll be, you know, uh, fourth, fifth corner, but they're going to get adequate playing time. I mean, he's probably going to get 25, 25 reps a game, mm. you know, which is which is a lot. So, you know, you know, I, I, how, uh, people always talk about starters, yes. um, but it's, it's who finishes and who's on the field when it's meaningful, meaningful. And it also is dictated by the personnel of the opposing offense you're playing to determine who's going to be on the field. So, like, you're talking about um, Jartavius Martin. Um, he's listed as a safety, so you're saying he's going to be playing some nickel? It looks like he's going to be playing oh, more no, DB. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he, he'll be playing more DB. He's not uh-huh. going to be playing a whole lot of safety. I can assure you that. Because I had a question about um, that, too. I was like, you already got Derek Forrest. You got Percy Butler. Yeah. Obviously, be Cam Curl, who wants the bag. No. I, obviously. I'm like, that's that's – not gonna work out. Yeah, he flashed this. <laughs> yeah, he flashed this. Yeah, he flashed this year as a slot guy for okay. Illinois okay. and um and a nickel guy. So I mean, he excelled at it. He really did in the slot. So I think that that's that's what most you know. I think most of the scouts were looking at him to transition in the NFL to that role, uh-huh. and and Washington ironically needed that, and this perfect perfect fit for him. All right, so. So, late in terms of the other draft uh, drafted players in the third round, uh, Washington selected Ricky Strongberg out of Arkansas in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. O lineman Braden D- Daniels out of Utah in the fifth round. Edge rusher KJ Henry out of Clemson sixth round. 
a running back, um, Chris Rodriguez uh, Jr. out of Kentucky, and their last pick in the seventh round, a linebacker, Andre Jones, out of Louisiana. Do you expect any of those players to make an impact on this team next season? Yeah, I mean, I think all of them have a legitimate chance to make the roster for sure. Okay. Um, and I think a guy like uh, K.J. Henry is, an, is a really good pass rusher from Clemson. Okay. I mean, really good. And uh, actually, one of my one of my good friends from Penn State who used to play at Penn State is his uncle. And we've already talked. And, you know, he was just like, this This is it's almost a steal, you wow. know, for this defense to have another guy that can come in and pass pass rush to you know to that effect um he's a really good kid too on top of that so you got a guy like that um kid chris rodriguez from from uh, kentucky is just a thumper i mean he's a physical runner that sheds sheds bodies <laughs> so you know that's something that they need they kind of needed a sledgehammer on their you know in their backfield and he's that guy you know he's a guy that, that'll get a couple touches especially in short yardage situations for sure um and remember you know, when you think about it, uh, you know, he, he's kind of a fullback type type, you know, he's a running back, but he's got a fullback frame and, you know, that kind of mentality. And if you think about Eric Bieniemy's offense in Kansas City, they utilize that kind of uh, back fullback. So um, I think that was why they drafted him, to be frank. And, you know, you, you think of uh, Ricky Stromberg. I think Ricky Stromberg, if it's not. If it's not opening day, at some point early, he's going to be starting on that offensive line. Wow. Will it will it be center? I'm not sure because I think I think the team's happy with Nick Gates, who they picked up as a free agent from the Giants. I think they penciled him in to be the starter, perhaps. But they're going to have competition, and I would not be surprised if Strongberg, um, you know, shows and, and flashes that he can play. And he's also a versatile guy too. So you know. They like to have their offensive linemen be versatile where they can move to different positions. So maybe they move him and put him at guard or something like that. So it's going to be interesting to see, but they finally got have some quality competition that they can, you know, that they can show each other. All right. Like there are two play, two types of players that DC fans love. <laughs> One is the backup quarterback, the backup quarterback. Washington fans love the backup quarterback, so especially <laughs> if the starter is playing poorly. And the second type of player is that guy who's undrafted that towards the second or third preseason game, everyone believes is going to be an emergent star. So out of these undrafted free agents, which ones do you think will make a make an impact on this team this year? If none any. of them. None of them. You mean as far as you mean as far as quarterback? No, I mean I mean any any, 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 any undrafted player. player. Any undrafted player. Oh, 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 whoa, 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 That's a that's you know, now that you pose it that way, that's a whole nother story. Um, there's a couple there there's a couple and you know I gotta start with one right up my alley. Come on now, you know I can't come on here and oh, not go we are. Listen. Oh, no, 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 listen. No, 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 listen. L- listen when I tell you this. Mitch Tinsley should have been drafted and i don't mean late he's good okay and um you know he transferred he was a he was a transfer portal kid to penn state this year but before that i think he was at western kentucky and i think he was like one of the leading receivers in the country for catches and yards Uh um so he could play and then this year they just had so much talent as far as uh, you know they look. They were an eleven team, eleven and two team. You uh-huh. know this year they had a lot of young weapons scattered around the field. Uh, Parker Washington was another good receiver that went somewhere else. But you know they had talent, and I, I think uh, you know he kind of 
got lost in that talent, but he still had a productive a productive year. I think he's a guy that could really, really, really challenge to be their uh, you know fifth receiver, perhaps even the fourth receiver. That's how talented he is. Um, so if I'm Dayami Brown. You know, Deami Brown's going to have to be on alert here, and I mean that. <laughs> I, I like Deami Brown. I think he makes the team, but I think Mitch Tinsley makes the team too. I think the guy that might be the odd man out in all of this is is Wole's favorite, um, Dax Mill. Yes. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I was waiting to hear so, that. So, That's all I want to hear. Well, That's well, all I want to hear. <laughs> well, 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 the other reason Dax Mill may be <laughs> out of here is because. You you talked about undrafted guys. Uh, the kid from UCLA, yeah. man, is 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 like that, uh-huh. <laughs> and they need that kind of game changer in special teams for them. Uh, like I said, we talked about you have a new quarterback who doesn't have a lot of experience uh-huh. starting. You need to give him every opportunity to be successful. And, and that starts with having short fields. Yes. And if you can flip the field from a special team standpoint, you, you you know, there's no time to play favorite because you like somebody. Uh-huh. Um, I'd rather not like you and you produce for me. <laughs> so that's what you that's what we got to do now. <laughs> All right. What's, what's that name again? One more time. From um, from we, yeah, are. From, from uh, we are. Oh, yeah, of course. Now, no, that's Mitch Tinsley from Mitch Tinsley. So mark um, that, Wole. It, it, Mitch Tinsley. And, 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 and the kid from UCLA. Oh, I, 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 that's the one I like. That's the one I like. I ain't, I ain't yeah, yeah I'm, drawing, I'm drawing a blank. It's, uh, you guys, it's, 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 um, it's also the Z. Uh, oh, it's also the Z. It's Allen. His last yeah, name is Allen. Allen. His last name is Allen. Yeah, yeah, Zaire Allen. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yes, I'm telling you guys, he's electrifying. When I say electrifying, if he if he gets in the open field, he's oh, I seen, gone. Oh, I seen tape. I see. I, I did. Yep. I did see tape of him. I did see tape of him. I was look. Anybody who can replace that that Mims or Mil, whatever you, how you say his name, Mill Mill whatever. Anybody yeah. can replace yeah. him. I'm happy. I'm happy. Well, the kid the kid Allen reminds me a little bit of Dante Hall. That's, that's <laughs> you good know, enough, man. Just, He's got that wiggle, but he's fast though. Yeah. This guy's a legit four three guy. So that's what that's what they need, you uh-huh. know. And you just you just hope guys get opportunities in preseason because because you know that's what they're gonna have to do. They're gonna have to let these guys you know play for something and not play favorites. When you're not good, you can't play favorites. Right. You just have to let the best players be on the field. I agree, Lake. Hey, Lake. Uh, thanks for being on, my man. Before we let you go, how can our listeners? Uh Catch uh, catch you down the pike, and how can I catch you on social media? And, is, and anything special you're doing, please let them know right now. Sure, appreciate that. You know, just uh, continuing build the brand. Uh, ABC got might have something else coming up here in in a, in a couple 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 days to be able to say something. Um, but yeah, you can check me out on social media um, on Twitter at Lake Lewis and uh, on Instagram, Facebook Lake Lewis Junior. Um, you know, and then you can go to Sports Journey, SportsJourney.com, and then of course the uh, podcast is After Practice Podcast. All right, man, Lake, man, appreciate right. you being on, man. Uh, again, Will and I will be uh, inviting you to Jasper's. We said this, but I said it to you before. You know what I'm saying? So get some Tiger Wings. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So, come right. on, come on, man. I, I, I'll be up there. I'll be up there real soon. All right, and, and, I, and I see you trying to rush me off so you can so you can check out your Lakers. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> hey man, hey I got I got keep one hundred though. I keep one. I got keep one hundred. You know how I do. You know how I do, man. All right, man. All right, all right, right. thank. Appreciate you, late. Appreciate you, late, man. All right. <laughs> hey, yeah. His, his, uh, his Twitter is at Lake Lewis. That's at Lake Lewis, man. I love Lake, man. Great guy. <laughs> all right, right now the Knicks are battling 
the Miami Heat in the playoffs. We'll talk about the series and the rest of the remaining series with Just Blaze from Above <laughs> the Rim Podcast after the break. It's the Urban Sports Scene. For ages. You dig? Deuces. On Empire Media, that's empiremedia.com. Show when he was like acting like he was like DMX. Mm-hmm. You remember that thing? Yeah. Can't, I don't remember how I, I, my memory sucks. Anyway, you're listening to the Urban Sports Scene with Wole and Will T, and we are part of Empire Media at empiremedia.com. All right, man, boosting man. Right now we have the host of the Above the Rim podcast, Just Blaze on the line. What's good, Justin, my man? My man, Wole. What's good, my brother? How you living? Good, everything. Good, man. Also, I have my homie Will T. So. What's going on, Justin? How you doing, man? Will, what's going on? I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? I'm doing great, brother. Appreciate you asking. All right. Sounds great. Man, it's good, man. It's, I had to have you. Like, the NBA, the NBA playoffs have been lit. I've seen your pod, man. You, you've you been excited for it, too. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm just, I had to get you on for this, man. All right, man. Let's get it started, man. The Knicks are down 3-1 to the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference semis. Game five is happening right now. The score is 46-43 New York. With a minute and 32 seconds left in the second quarter. It could be on delay for other people. It could be on delay for us, though, FYI. Just, yeah. just letting you know. It is what it I, is. I roll differently. <laughs> <laughs> AKA, I don't pay. <laughs> you know it. Jeff, why, why are the Knicks down in this series? Yes, can he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's asking you. Why, oh, why are they down? Oh, my bad. No, you're good, you're good. Yeah, why are they down? Well, listen, man, the team, the Knicks, they've just been outcoached. They've been outcoached, they've been outplayed, and they've been outhustled. And most importantly, I think they've just been out-executed in this series. Like, the Knicks are playing hard. Don't get me wrong. They have a good game plan. They're playing hard. They're not really performing as well as they could because as we see Julius Randle, he's been a shell of himself this series. As we see playoff Randle came to play this series, as we know, the numbers are always a little suspect in a playoff when it comes to Randall. But um, he's been well underperforming. Jalen Brunson's been kind of very regular season-like, so he's been fine. But the Heat, man, the Heat are not afraid of the moment, and that's what really the issue is right now. I said in my, in my pod, I said, are the Knicks going to play experienced ball 
or just play like a team that's happy to be here. And right now they look like a team that's happy to be here, and the Heat are just ready to take their dinner. And they got playoff Jimmy. The Knicks don't have no playoff Jimmy on that roster. Uh, I do have a question about this playoff Jimmy thing, all right? Because I, 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 I've, I've been having I've been having an issue with Jimmy because I feel like Jimmy gets more foul calls than your fate. Damn, man. Ooh, what the fuck? All right, so I feel like Jimmy gets more playoff calls than your favorite five, top five player in the NBA. Like in the play, like I've never seen him before. Like a Jimmy yeah. arguably is a top. He's in the top fifteen, right? I'll say that. Like in the top fifteen, but in the regular season, you know, Jimmy puts up decent stats, nothing special. But in the postseason, Jimmy puts up numbers, but he gets calls like you would think he KD, yeah. LeBron, Wade, <laughs> Jordan. Bird, match. Yeah. I've never like I don't. I've never seen a dude that hasn't that hasn't had the the elk of like MVP, an MVP type player that gets calls like Jimmy. Like Jimmy gets called. It's it's amazing to me. Do you see the same thing, or am I exaggerating this? No, I agree. I agree. You definitely have a point there, but I'm gonna tell you why or why I think why that does happen. I think other players. I think a guy like Jimmy, he embraces the playoff contact. I think those other I think those other players don't want the playoff contact because it's a lot more aggressive. It's a lot more of a physical toll on your body. If you look at if you look at every playoff run, Jimmy Butler always gets hurt, but he still plays throughout whatever it, whatever it is. A lot of a lot of stars they get hurt and then they gotta miss a couple of games, maybe two, three, four games. We see that that's going on right now in the playoffs. But Jimmy Butler he missed that one game. And I feel like they sat him out. I feel like if it was up to him, he would have played. But they probably sat him out to keep him fresh. So I think he gets a lot of calls because maybe he's a lot more aggressive in the playoffs rather than in the regular season to me. All right, Jess, I got a but question. He gets a lot, though. I got, I got a question for you. All right, we see Miami Heat, the eight seed. We see the Lakers, the seven seed. We saw, we saw uh, Golden State, the fifth – excuse me, the sixth seed. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why is is it just an anomaly, or is it something that we don't see as fans that's causing a lot of these upsets in these uh, play in the in this um, first couple of rounds of the playoffs? Um, nah, you know what? You know what's crazy? I don't even really look at them as upsets because I feel like this this year is different than any other because this is the most amount of parity that we've had in the league. In probably about a decade, mm. the most parity we've had. Because if you look at right now, these are top tier, top quality caliber teams that are in these lower seeds. So an AC this year is not a normal AC. Mm. An AC this year might have been a four seed last year. Mm. So to me, because there is an influx of talent and because there are no quote unquote super teams anymore, I think that leveled the playing field because technically right now in the league, it's like the era of the duos right now. Yeah. Every team has a, has at least a major duo. If you don't have that, you're not even relevant. But if you do, most likely, if it's a top duo, then you're in the upper echelon of the league. So I think it's just because there are no more super teams, quote-unquote, anymore, and because there are more parity in the league. And I actually think it's really good for the league that a lot of the lower-seeded teams are winning because it gives everyone hope for next year also as well. All right, you still, still want to well, talk about no, the next a little bit, or you still you want? To talk? No, I was going to say. So let me ask you, just ask you this question. So you don't think the Suns constructed of KD Booker and Chris Paul? You don't think that's somewhat of a super team, or you just or or what's your thoughts? 
No, I personally, I don't think that's a, a super team at all because Chris Paul is at the tail end of his career. Yeah. DeAndre DeAndre Ayton is no super team caliber player, no matter how you slice it. I don't care how much money DeAndre Ayton makes. <laughs> you hate DeAndre a, Ayton. <laughs> yeah. This dude is not a super team type of player. I like Ayton, but you hate Ayton, don't you? <laughs> Yo. This, this dude, I'm sick of this, son. You see what I put up today? Yo, bruh doesn't even average 10 rebounds in this series. Is that not ridiculous? Yeah, he should, though. He should. DeAndre should average about He should dominate the series on the backboard. He should. Yo, you know what? He hasn't even gotten 10 rebounds in any game yeah. in this series. No game. Not one game. And Jokic just averages 17 rebounds. He's getting smoked. So I got no, so I, so I have no, but, but on the Sun side, yes, KD and Booker is a dynamic duo, but I don't consider them a super team because technically, um, only KD was an all-star. Chris mm. Paul was not even voted in as an all-star. So how can you be labeled as a super team if he wasn't even voted as an all-star or not even looked at as an all-star mm. caliber player? So I don't think this is a super team at all. I think it's a really great team. Yeah. I think it has two two great horses, and then it has an aging star on the team who's still on the tail end of his career but can still contribute. Yes. And Aiden is no all-star character. He is <laughs> dead. He's just a high-end role player. I love Aiden, though. He's going to get better watch, man. Why, you got some, you got I some don't know why. I don't know why he <laughs> I think it's. I think he has talent. I, I feel like he needs to get traded, though. I do think he needs to go elsewhere to be – to reach his maximum potential. Give us AD. Give us AD. Uh, no, I'm not giving that hell. I'm not stupid now. Fuck you. You fucking think I'm crazy? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't crazy. But speaking of the Lakers, man. Hey, speaking of the Lakers, though, my Lakers are also a 3-1 against the defending champion Golden State Warriors um, in the Western Conference semis. They are playing the Warriors tonight. The game's at 10, right? The game's at 10. Yes. Game's at 10. Yeah. Uh, do you think the Lakers end the series tonight? No, I really don't, brother. I, I don't think they ended tonight. I think they're going to play hard. I think they're going to play hard. I think it's gonna, the first half is going to look nice. But I think when it gets to the third quarter, I think the Warriors are going to blow them out in the third quarter. Um, I think it's going to be a good game, though. But I do think the Warriors, they are not going to be able – they are not going to get closed out on their home floor. So I do not think the Lakers will win this game at all. I think it's going to be a three-point barrage. But the Lakers will play well tonight. But I think in the third quarter, it's about to be a wrap. What about you, man? Oh, I think it can end tonight. I think it can. I don't think it. Really? I, th- I think it's slightly. I think it can end tonight. I mean, I do think the Warriors will play tougher. Like I, I, I don't have any doubt that Steph is going to be hot. I have no doubt. Mm-hmm. I think Steph is going to be Steph. I think Steph yeah. is going. I question the others. I really do now. I'm at a point where I think that Steph. If the game is, my, I feel like they got to blow them out early because I do. I do think players like Jordan Pitbull get tight. I think that Draymond will get a little tight in terms of his role, like in terms of taking shots when he's open. Um, he'll do his thing defensively, but I think he'll be tight when it comes to making shots. Because if if they're bringing pressure to a point where the Lakers are in the game, say late third, then that is going to be an issue for the people, like the people they do rely on, like the Wiggins, the Jordan Pools, because they're going to have to make shots. You saw that in the third, in the fourth quarter, where and to me that game was in the fourth quarter of uh, last game and game uh, game four. That was a game normally the Warriors win, to be honest with you. I'm going to be real with you. The yeah, Warriors win that kind of game. And the, yeah. what happened in that fourth? The other players didn't step up. Steph was trying to be trying to be special, but he got tired because, you know, he's been doing so much work in this postseason. Like, people, we, we marvel what he did against the Kings, but that's exhausting. 
Like that is yeah, exhausting. What he did, like he, yeah. he he won game. He won game seven. Like real yeah. talk, he won game seven. They scored fifty. He no, and it was fifty that they needed that fifty. They needed all fifty. Yeah. That you know yeah. what I mean? Like they needed all fifty. So you're going into a series where now you got it's not you got to get you're going to get a veteran team. You're going to get LeBron, who you know I'm not going. It's LeBron, and then you got AD, who seems motivated. Like that's a lot to kind of to 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 win to beat because they AD is not um, Sabonis. He is not Sabonis. Like he's not going to be scared to take that mid range jumper. You're not going to leave him wide open to take a mid range jumper. And he plays a lot of deep. There's it's just so much pressure for the others to do their thing. I have no doubt that Steph is going to do Steph, beat Steph. I have no doubt. Steph is going to make back breaking threes. He's going to do it. He's going to be. He's going to get those threes when you roll your eyes like, damn, I did everything right. But he I, he still won't hit the shot. He going he going to give you those threes. Let me let me ask you this really quick. You think that your role players on the Lakers is gonna step up in Golden State? I think that D can do I think D Lo can because he's shown a other than like the last game, D Lo has been consistent in terms of doing what he's been doing. He did that at Golden State too. Like he's he's shown that he can and plus I think because he played there before, like it doesn't bother him that he's played around that, that fan base. Um I think D will be okay. Austin Reeves, I agree with you. I think he'll shrink. I'm, I'm gonna hold you. I think Austin Reeves will shrink. Uh, I think that um, will Lonnie give you another full? Lonnie four, has been another, see, my thing, like a full game like that fourth. Well, Lonnie's well, been good the last two games, like the last. Don, but that's in LA though. But I don't know. Lonnie won't have that type of game. Like I'm not gonna say Lonnie's gonna have that type. of No, he's not. But Lonnie, if he gets the, if he gets some open shots, then he's gonna get anyway. He's gonna get open shots. Lonnie's capable of making those shots. Lonnie was good this whole season, but Darvin Hand is funny with his rotations. Like as soon as the trade went down, Dar- Lonnie Lonnie Walker got no burn. He used to start, then he gets no burn. So, so Lonnie is Lonnie is talented. I mean, if we all if you watch Lonnie in Miami, you watch Lonnie with the Spurs, you know Lonnie is talented. So he can, he'll get open shots. I'm not saying Lonnie's gonna have the same output, like the same game he had in Game Four. No, I'm not gonna go. Quick that far. question for you though, and this is for both of you. Um, Lakers up three one right now. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say they lose tonight. Yeah, goes to three two. Yeah, do you think that if it goes back to Golden State for Game Seven? That. Oh, I think the Warriors are probably winning. You think the Warriors will win it? Yeah. What yeah. about you, Jess? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The Warriors are winning that. Absolutely. Yeah, if they that means they had that means they got real momentum. Like that means they really found oh, themselves. Momentum. I know you yeah. hate that word, but it's the truth. <laughs> you know what I mean? And no, I'm just being real. If, they, if, it, if the Lakers drop two straight, the Warriors are feeling real good about themselves. You know what I mean? That means something went wrong in terms of the Lakers role players and LeBron. But I do feel like LeBron got to set the table for this team in this game. Like, he got to set the table in this game. Like, he's got to set everything up. Like, he has to be – he has to – for this one – one game LeBron had to be has to be playoff LeBron. Like, the I'm going to do – like, I'm going to do everything type of LeBron. Like, he – one game. on ball again. Yeah, like, yeah, I agree. I agree. On ball. Like, because I think – to me, D'Lo has really funny decision-making. Like, very funny. Like, very funny decision-making. So – I do agree with you. I think LeBron has to be on ball, like, and be the point guard. If he can do that and, and not hold the ball forever, because that's, that's the thing LeBron does sometimes. So he wants to take that step back three, which is annoying as fuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if he can just not do that, that they, I think they could be fine. I mean, I feel like, I mean, if you told, if we were doing Vegas odds and stuff, yeah, the Warriors are favorite to win. But I think the Lakers having a good opportunity to close it out. I just didn't like the way the Warriors players played their role players played down the stretch when the games got tight. Even the game in in L.A. In, I mean, you know, in Golden State game one, I didn't like when the game was tight how certain role players played. I didn't like how Draymond played, like, when the game was tight. And he was complaining yeah. about, like, I wasn't happy the way well, I played. Like, I didn't like the way they played when it's listen, tight. 
Listen, I'm gonna be honest right here. I think Draymond was throwing that game because he about to be on the Lakers next. I know he loved LeBron though, right? He loved LeBron. Listen, that listen that that clutch sports check cashed, cashed. quickly. Cashed. It cashed quickly after last game. I think I think the fix was in. I'm not gonna lie, man. He know, you. fellas. I'm gonna get y'all this game, man. I'll be. I'll see y'all next year. I mean. I don't. I'm t- if they lose the series, I don't know Draymond back. I know that much. He's absolutely going to the Lakers. This, well, this is if they lose the series, I, I'm low key looking at Draymond with a, with a side eye for that's how he was playing in that last yeah. game. Yeah, I can see him coming to LA. I don't want him though, but I can see him coming to LA. I don't want Draymond, <laughs> but I can see him coming to LA. I'm look. I, I didn't want Patrick Beverly either. Like, like I don't want Draymond. Like I'm not that person. Oh, God. I don't. I don't want. Yeah. He's cool. I mean, he dark skin and everything, but still, I want him. <laughs> 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 hey, anyway, hey, Jesse. I'm speaking, I'm about to get some. Naji brothers. Naji Exactly, bro. Look, look, bro. Look, I'm about to talk about a light skin dude that I, I, I like his game. You're a fan of Jason. You're a Jason Tatum supporter, too. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yes. Yeah. And his uh, be it, on my I like Jason Tatum. I just say he's he's playing better. I told you last season he played. I loved. I, he was to me he wasn't settling for that step back anymore. So I I've been cool yeah. with Jason Tatum. I think I just think Jalen Brown will get enough get enough get enough love. And that's not me just being on dark skin helping the dark skin brothers out. I'm just saying like he don't get enough love. Period. Like I feel like that dude works hard, just like Jason Tatum. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they they try to sep- I feel like they try to separate him a little bit. Ooh, yeah. Jason Taylor, yeah. like I feel like they'd be trying to create a little uh, friction between the two. I, of them. I think, I think ultimately Brown is gone from there. You think so, Boston? I do. Yeah. Well, you think so too, uh, J- Justin? If they lose in this round, yeah. Yes. You think so? Okay. Yeah. All right, man. If they lose this round, if they go the next round, maybe, maybe not. But I don't know. I think it's a strong possibility uh-huh. that he is. Yeah. All right. So let me, let me get back to the series, though. So all right, the the, the Celtics, uh, they came out flat. Against Embiid and the, the Sixers in a pivotal Game Five matchup last night, uh, losing one fifteen to one hundred three at home. I'm saying again, at home in Boston, uh, the Celtics are now down three two. Man, are the Celtics in major trouble, uh, Justin? Ah, this my. <laughs> hey man, they're going back to I'm, Philly. I'm, I'm <laughs> iffy on this. I'm gonna go yes and no. Yes, okay. I think they are in trouble because they lost the game that they were so. "Quote unquote," supposed to win because they're at home. Uh-huh. But I'm not gonna lie; I've seen Philly give up a crucial True. game at home before plenty to. of times. Uh-huh. Man, listen, I—I I mean, I'm—I'm I'm no one to bash players like that. But if there are two players that I'm a little suspect on in a in a game clinching game, it's James Harden and Joel Embiid. I ain't mad at you, bro. I ain't gonna lie. You're both, right. for the, both for them brothers. I love those brothers, but. If I have to rely, fully rely on them in a close game, I don't know. And last time we seen the Celtics give up the game, they came back to Philly with a vengeance. Yes, that's true. And 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 got them out there. What was that? Game three, I believe it was. Yeah. Game three. So, listen, I think these Celtics boys are going to be mad right now because of the way they lost that last game. And I don't feel like they feel like they should have lost that game. So, I think they're about to come out of vengeance the next game. And I'm actually picking the Celtics to win. I think they're going to win okay. in Philly. And it's going about to be a game seven, I think. If they win in Philly, they, they're winning the series. But I don't. I'm, it's, it's a tough one, though. Hey, Will, what do you think, Ryan? Well, I already told you. Oh, you said, NBA, six, you said Sixers are, are, are in, the, in the finals, right? Yeah, I said Sixers think in the finals. Really? He thinks six. Yeah, he thinks oh. he thinks Sixers are going to the finals. I mean, the Sixers match okay. up very well against Miami or New York. I mean, they match up well against Miami and New York, and they match they match up extremely well against Boston. I mean, from the per- perspective of 
um, Robert Williams is not uh, Robert Williams is yes. their best, most athletic big. Yes. They play him off the ball. Al Horford has to has to guard Joel Embiid one on one. Now, physically in the while they in the paint, Al Horford he wins that matchup. Um, can hold his own, yeah. but um, over the duration of forty eight minutes, if you consistently get Embiid the ball, he's shown that. If or when Boston comes with the double team, he can make the right pass, and I think that's the key to winning. Not getting him the ball at the free throw line, but getting him the ball below the free throw line. I will say this is something I do agree with Justin about when it comes to the Sixers. I don't trust Harden and Embiid, and I think there is a there's a record there is a record of what Embiid has done in, in clutch games. Why don't you trust this version of James but, Harden? Oh, just just I mean. He, I mean, I, just just the history. But I, I will give James Harden credit though, because I like James Harden. I feel like people are overly negative on James Harden. But I, it's hard to 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 erase what James Harden has been in the past, right? It's hard to. It just it is. Like this series, he's been effective. Like he's had he had that was it fifty? He scored how much? He 40, scored 40, 45. 45? And I was, and I watched that game, and he was the one that was clutch. He won. He was about the moment. He was about the moment, right? So I'm gonna give him credit. Like he was about the moment. Not Joel. He was about the moment, and. But what I've seen in with Joel, and I've said this before, like, everybody blamed Ben for everything, like when Ben was here. Everybody blamed Ben. But Joel had just as much, of, just in terms of dudes you need, need to rely on, had just similar issues down the stretch. Ben was scared to shoot, but Joel was getting timid too. It's just people don't want to call it. People don't want to call it because Embiid is the, he's the voice, he's the monstrous one, whatever. Look at the Atlanta series. I, I, I would like people to go back to the Atlanta series and watch it. Watch the Atlanta series for real. The one that they should have won, they lost to the, to the Hawks. And B was, yeah. uh, was playing timid. So, to me, when a pressure situation, it is hard It is hard to rely on Embiid and Harden. I, I agree with that. And especially with a Boston team where they've been there before. They've been to the finals. They Like, like Justin said, they've been down and they've won big games in the postseason. Like, big games. Mm-hmm. I think they had a game against Milwaukee where everyone thought they were out and they won a road game against Milwaukee, against Giannis and company. Yeah. So, I'm just yeah. saying, like, Boston has shown you they can go a hostile, hostile territory and win a big game. I don't know. Embiid, that hasn't been proven when Embiid is Embiid. Can you say Embiid is that playoff dog? Because I can argue. Make, look at this, even look at the stat line, his last two games. Embiid has scored some, a lot of points. Yeah, yeah, he scored a lot, but his shooting percentage hasn't been the best. He's he's shooting the ball a lot though, cause he's the star, he's the go-to guy. I'm just saying, like, I want to see him, cause I think Embiid is. I guess my issue with Embiid is like, dude, you are too talented. You should dominate, like dominate. There ain't nobody in this league that can guard you. So when you are timid, the same thing I say about LeBron at times. I say the same thing about LeBron. When when you timid, it shows, cause you too dominant. You too dominant. There ain't nobody who can see you. No, you got you got the pack. You got the power game. You got a three ball. You got a mid range. You got a fade. What don't you got? And and you timid? Nah. It was so bad in game. This game, not game. In game four, yeah, it was so bad in game four that PJ Tucker had to smack some sense into him. Yeah, PJ Tucker had to yell at him. That's what I'm saying, like, bruh, like, dude. You and B. Al Horford, Al Horford was shutting him down. Yes, key. yes, he was. And you remember that? You remember the tweet that I had? I was like, "Yo, Al Horford is low key as um." Yes. Joel and shook. Yeah, I'm shook. The end of the game. Yeah, he didn't want to shoot. Yeah, he, he want to shoot. shoot. He want. That's what I'm saying. Like, so think about now. It's a closeout game. Game six. If it's tight in the fourth, I don't know. But like, I can tell you, like, if if you a front runner, yeah, if they blowing him out, yeah, and B will be fine. 
They blowing him out. He'll be fine. He's the front. Big lead. He'll be in beat. But if it's tight, you telling me if it's tight, five minutes left. Even if the Sixers may be up like two, say they up two, you ain't getting the same Embiid. I'm telling you now, you ain't going to get the same Embiid. Okay, you may not get the same Embiid, but do you think you will get James Harden, the old Harden? What's the old, old Harden in, in, in the regular season or postseason? What we, which which Harden are we doing? We're talking about regular <laughs> season, the old regular right, yeah, season right, James right, Harden. Like regular, that, season. regular season James Harden, you could. I don't know. Like, to you me. You about to get regular season James Harden in the postseason? We got. I mean, we got it in the first game of this series, and we got it. Uh, we and got, we got, got it in, 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 in Philly. In, in no, we Philly. Got Philly. That yeah. was because that was the most. That was the game with the least amount of pressure in this series. That okay. was a, like uh, a game play. But nobody expected them to win that game. I will say game four though. We got to give credit for game four though. Yeah, right? you got to give him credit for game four. Yeah, game four. We got to credit for game four. Game four, he played well, but down the stretch though, he didn't look great down the stretch. He had some moments. But then he also had some lapses. But then he made up for yeah. it with that great shot. Yeah, he was. That's what he made. To up me, he was the yeah. one, though. He was the one. I'm gonna give him flowers. His flowers. He was the one that yes. wanted it. Like I'm gonna tell you, like he wanted it. Other than if you talk about he the two between hit, the two red star, he did hit a few mid ranges. Yes. Also yeah. Like yes. yeah, he was changing his game up. Like he wasn't doing this just a step back three. He went went to went with the midi, did the floater. It was like he showed some versatility. He he got he set up and beat up beat and beat up for a key like an and winner. I think the bounce pass for yeah, a lay. Yeah. Like he was controlling the game. Well, controlling the Sixers end of it. Put it that way, the Sixers end of it. You know what I'm saying? So for yeah. me, like, but yeah, it's hard. Again, game six is is gonna be has gonna have a game seven vibes for the Sixers because they don't want to go back to Boston. So, mm-hmm. all right. Just we know that you are a diehard Phoenix Sunset Phoenix Suns. He's a Chris fan. Paul fan. That's what he is. Though. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Just is a is a Chris Paul fan. Okay. All right. Well. Yeah, yeah, all right, Chris. Yeah. Chris Paul. That's your man, right? Yeah. Um, we saw that. I root for them boys to do well. <laughs> we saw how um, the team performed in Phoenix. Two games. The first, you know, the, um, game three and four with Devin Booker at the point guard. Um, yeah. The Suns are down 3-2 after getting destroyed last night, 118-102. How much do the Suns miss CP3, and how confident are you that the Suns can still win this series? Oh, man. How much do they miss CP3? A lot. I mean, you can't even quantify that in words. They miss the presence, just the common presence on the floor, just a guy who can run a play, just a guy who can call a I mean, do they? I mean, they won games three and four in Phoenix. Do they really? Yeah. Yeah, but that was off of home court, home adrenaline, how they won those games right there. I understand, but they had Chris Paul game one. We yeah. hurt that game? And they, still, and they still lost. No, he got hurt, he got hurt in game two. Game oh, okay. one was a field-out game. Yeah. Game one was a field-out game, and every game, and, and the whole team didn't really play well. If you remember that that game, Kevin Durant played terribly in game one. Yeah, Devin Booker yeah. was the only – yeah, yeah it, was, it was only yeah, Booker yeah, that was hot. Game two, game two, when Chris Paul left the game, he left the game at the end of the third quarter. Mm. When he left the game, when he left the game, the Suns were up eight and they mm. were in control that whole third quarter. When he went out the game, if you look at the numbers, the Nuggets went on a 20 to five run and that's how they won the game mm. in game two in the fourth quarter. Mm. So after, after Chris Paul went out, the Suns couldn't get into their sets as comfortably at the end of that game and execute. Game three and game four, those were like must-win games. So I, I, they didn't really need Chris Paul per se 
in those particular games because it was a must-win, die-hard game. And they, and then, and then, most importantly, what Monty did differently is that he played the bench. He didn't play the bench in games one and in game two. So they had none of the starters had any rest in game one and game two. They only played seven guys in games three and games four. He played ten and eleven guys. So everyone, everyone got an extra couple of minutes to get some rest. And the bench got some extra couple of minutes to contribute because if you look at the Nuggets, they're getting contributions from everyone. Everyone is playing defense. So it wasn't more so about Chris Paul playing or not playing. It was more so about the entire team playing, and they got more production from everybody in game three and game four. And as you see in game five, Monty went back to the same shit. He played nine guys. He played nine guys. I said in my episode that Monty needs to wake up. He played nine guys in this game again. He didn't play no Jock Landale and left, left Aiden out there to get work again. <laughs> and then there was a lot of guys he didn't play. So it, it was really on Monty for that game five. And then the Suns, I mean, the Nuggets. They just play well at home. So their role players play well here, just like their role players won't play well in Phoenix. So that's yeah. why I'm looking for Phoenix to still win game six, and Chris Paul is already ruled out. Mm. But still, to me, I think it's going to be the momentum, the adrenaline, and the home crowd. Role players play better at home. They do. You know that. They do. So, it's, 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 it's wild. So that, they do. Though. Yeah, so that's why I know they. I firmly believe they're going to win game six, and then I think Chris Paul is going to be back for game seven. And I think it's going to be a slugfest, but I got the Suns in seven. You got the Suns in seven? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I will say this, though. I will say this. I will say this, Absolutely. though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need my Book man. It. Book it. All right. No, well, I'm, look, I'm here for you, dude. Look, you're my guy. That's why I'm, I'm here for you. They do lose, though. Yes, I got sir. you, man. You, you got a friend here. No, no, no. You got a friend here, dude. They lose, you got a friend here. Um, but I will say this, though. Like, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I mean, KD from this area, so I'm pro KD. I'm, I'm not going to hold you. But I need my man to be like efficient, KD, because I've been I've been looking at yeah. I mean, like KD has not been as efficient. I've always said that KD is a unicorn. He's just dude. All he needs is sixteen shots to get you thirty. That's all he needs: sixteen shots to get you thirty. And like this, KD ain't 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 as efficient as normal. Booker has actually been more efficient than KD, which is wild to me. But, yeah, Booker's yeah. been killing. I know he's been so. And I, my knock on Booker is like he's not efficient at times, but he's been efficient. Like he's putting up KD numbers, like efficient in terms of efficiency. Like he can hit buckets easily. See, but you see, but um, Wole, really quick, not not mean to cut you off. No, you good, bro. You good? No, you good. But um, but you see what you're saying? How we haven't even had a great KD game yet. No, and the series is still three two. What yeah. about if KD shows up like normal KD? Oh yeah, No, I do agree. I think if KD, I think the reason why this series has gone this way, like I don't think KD, you've gotten the best KD. But I don't, I don't know if Denver's doing something special. Like I'm, it's weird to me. Like KD hasn't been. Like you haven't seen like the even our in terms of recency, you haven't seen the KD that was in that Brooklyn Nets playoff run. Like like that KD, like that KD's not losing to Denver. I'm sorry, he's not. Like that KD wouldn't lose to Denver. You know what I'm saying? Because my whole my whole premise about the the Suns, I've always said like if you if Booker is the dude to take most of the shots, you're not going to win. The Suns aren't going to win the series. It should be KD, yeah. and then Booker yeah. should be second. But I see why, because now I see it. Like I see why Booker is getting most most of the shots because he's been more efficient. So I get it. But I'm like, but that's also on the flip side saying that you're not getting the best KD because you're getting the best KD. He should be taking more shots than, than Booker. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely. So, so, but I t- to me, I just think that this. I mean, KD and Booker are a great duo. They've been amazing. But like something about that Joker, that Joker ain't playing. 
Like, that joke is special. I know people want to deal on him, but that joke is special. Yeah, he's been playing excellent. Yeah, I can't, I can't lie. Yeah. He's been eating DeAndre Aiden dinner, bro. <laughs> it always he's goes back to guy. DeAndre. <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah. getting killed. Yeah. He's getting killed. It always goes back to Yandra. Hey, man, just before I let you go, homie, man, tell 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 our listeners about the next pod and where they can find it, and also how uh, how can they uh, hit you on social media, my man. Yes, sir, brother. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at jusdlace underscore five one three. Um, I just put out a couple of uh, series reviews about what's going on in the East series, so make sure you check me out on there. Above the Rim NBA Podcast. Make sure you search that in everywhere. Mm. Wole, Rave, my brothers, I appreciate both of you guys. These gentlemen. And Will. And Will. He said Will. And Will. He said Will. Will was saying Will. Oh, my bad. I said I said, I, said right. I said, okay. I said, said right. Okay. Said right. Yeah. Said right. My bad. My apologies, Will. Will. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Will, I got you, dude. Dude, I got you. That's all good, you man. Know what I'm saying it's because you ain't on social media. That's why, bro. That's the reason. I be trying. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I know. Dude, he don't. He's anti-social media. We're not getting into this. All right, yeah. we good. I'm used to seeing Ray's name. That's why. Yeah. Man. <laughs> um. But yeah, brothers, I appreciate the invite as always, man. I appreciate you guys. It's always great talking ball with you, fellas. So I appreciate you, gentlemen, man. I appreciate, appreciate you too, you, man. Appreciate you, Just. But I'm gonna ask you this one question: What in this postseason, Just, has been more surpri- been yeah. the most surprising to you, bro? Before I let you go, um, within these within these series, within these series, what has been the most surprising thing? Uh, which series? Oh, within, within these the within series? these current series. Man, the most surprising thing, uh, I would say, the most surprising series to me is the Celtics 76ers because mm. I'm surprised that they. But the most surprising thing I would say is that um, how well Steph I feel like is getting defended mm. in these series because I feel like they're playing actually. Uh, Vanderbilt, Jared Vanderbilt gets a lot of love for how he's playing Steph Curry in the mm. series because he's uh, big enough to get over those illegal ass screens. Man, that's illegal, man. Illegal. People don't always, they always want to say the Lakers be cheating, but then nobody ever wants to talk about Golden State's illegal ass screens though. They never want to do it though. Every screen is illegal. Yes. Every screen. Never want to do it, bro. That kills me. Yes, brother. It is. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. Just, man. Appreciate you, man. We'll get you on again, man. Appreciate you, Just. Yes, sir. Most definitely. I appreciate you, brother. Take it easy. All right, man. Take All it easy. Right. All right, bro. All right. All right. Again, make sure you follow Just Just Blaze on Twitter at JustBlaze underscore 513 at JustBlaze underscore 513. Hey, subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. Tune in, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the urban sports scene. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. And don't forget, also, forget, forgot. Follow us on Twitter at Urban Sports Scene, IG at Urban Sports Scene, and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Check out the home of the Urban Sports Scene, Empire Media, at empiremedia.com. And this, and this show can be found on the Podcast DC app. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of the Empire shows as well as other great content. Anyway, man, this has been a dope show. You know what I'm saying? This has been our, like, Urban Sports Scene Uncut uh, version of the show. It's been dope. It's been dope. Yeah, it's you fucking haven't amazing. Noticed. <laughs> haven't noticed. Wole has been dropping a lot of f bombs. I have, man. And I have, you know, I feel I feel liberated too by saying it. Anyway, I have. I do. I feel better about myself. My dad used to tell me, man. Sometimes you curse, you just, you just feel good. <laughs> just do, man. Anyway, you've been listening to the Urban Sports Scene for ages. Yeti deuces. Hey, Mega, lead us out, big homie.